store at Golden, Colorado, welcome to the Retirement Well-Crafted Podcast, where we focus on the challenges, strategies, and realities facing those near or in retirement. Join us as we discuss meaningful information and concepts that will empower you to define, plan, and execute the retirement that's right for you. Please stay tuned for important disclosure information at the conclusion of this episode. Now, here's your host, Dave Sprague. Hello, and welcome to Retirement Well Crafted, where we seek to help retirees and pre retirees navigate the challenges, strategies, and opportunities associated with the transition from full time employment to some form of retirement. Having been in this business for a few decades now, I'm still amazed at how retirement means something different for everyone, and as it should. Your vision of a successful, joyful retirement is likely very different than your neighbor's. Golf may be a big part of your retirement where the next person might be focused on travel and the next person is looking forward to fishing and camping. My point is that there is no singular definition of a successful retirement. What you want out of retirement is unique to you. What is not unique, however, is the fact that we all share the same concerns and considerations as we prepare for retirement and work our way through retirement. Will we have enough money to retire? When should I take Social Security? How will I pay for medical expenses? Will my money last through retirement? These are among the most often asked questions. Well, in this episode, I hope to ease your mind a bit and introduce you to what I call my stress relief strategy. As you can imagine, each of the questions I mentioned earlier could represent their own episode. There are a ton of variables and tangents that we won't be able to get into today, but let's just start with this. In my opinion, the most critical piece of information in developing your plan is your monthly income number. This number impacts just about every decision you'll make throughout the process. It is the sun, if you will, of the retirement universe. We've discussed various ways to determine this number in the past, but One of the most common approaches is the needs, wants, and wishes exercise. In this exercise, needs represent the very basics of life, like keeping a roof over your head, staying fed, staying healthy, staying warm, and having a means of transportation. Now, wants is what makes retirement fun for you. Wants would include money to visit the kids, or if you're a golfer, you'll need to plan for memberships or greens fees and new clubs and Most likely, if you're a golfer like the ones I run around with, you need to have something set aside so you can pay a bar tab. After all, what's the point of golfing if you can't have a cold beer and tell lies at the end of the round? You know, if you're a fly fisherman, you need to have a vehicle and new waders from time to time. And you get my point. The wants number represents the lifestyle you're looking forward to. Now, finally, the wishes number is where we get aspirational. If we can cover our needs and wants... Now it's time to think about what kind of impact or legacy you'd leave behind. And some people call what leave behind at death, but I tend to like to call it at the end of retirement. This number includes what you'd like to leave for kids, grandkids, charities, churches, etc. I once had a client who really wanted to fund a cat sanctuary at the end of his retirement. 
Now, I love the wishes number because you don't have to be super wealthy to leave a legacy. Even the most humble of portfolios, when managed properly, can have an impact that lasts well beyond our end of retirement. Before I get back on point here, I want to mention that you should be thinking about the needs, wants, and wishes process well before you're ready to retire. This will help to give you a target to shoot for. Now keep in mind that you don't have to be exact at the beginning. Your number will come into focus the closer you get to retirement, and your number will very likely change over time. So it's important that your plan is flexible and nimble. My point with all of this is that for today's stress relief discussion, we're going to assume that our fictional couples that we'll meet here in just a second already have gone through this process and determined that they need an additional $40,000 per year, and that will be inflation adjusted, to complement their Social Security and pension income. And they need this all together to, to, to match their wants number. Now that I think about it, this is going to be a numbers-heavy episode, so you might want to grab a pen and paper or just be ready to hit repeat a few times. Okay, let me introduce to you our first fictional client. We have Mr. and Mrs. Traditional, and they are going to be compared to Mr. and Mrs. Stressless. For convenient, all these folks are 65 years old, and both couples have a million dollars in retirement assets. Both couples are also very concerned about their income lasting through retirement and, if possible, leaving a legacy for their kids. Mr. and Mrs. Traditional have taken the traditional route to funding retirement. You see what I did there? To help, the, to help edge market risk, they have slowly gone into a higher allocation of bonds, and their portfolio is now about 60% stocks and 40% bonds. Once again, to keep things simple, we're going to use the total U.S. stock market index to represent their equity holdings and the total U.S. bond index uh, to uh, work as a proxy for their bond holdings. By the way, if you'd like to play with these numbers yourself, uh, you can go to the same source that I'm using here, and I find it to be very helpful. It's called PortfolioVisualizer.com. It's a very, very popular resource for a lot of folks. Okay. Back to Mr. and Mrs. Traditional. With their 60-40 portfolio in place, they will be withdrawing $40,000 or 4% per year inflation adjusted. Now, if you've listened or read anything about retirement income, you've probably come across the 4% rule. Long story short, the 4% rule came out of research done by a fellow named Bill Bengen over 20 or 25 years ago. His goal was to figure out what the maximum withdrawal rate for a 65-year-old couple over a 30-year retirement would be, and the goal is never to deplete their savings. 4% came up as the safe withdrawal rate, meaning that sticking to a 4% withdrawal rate, inflation adjusted, you never ran out of money in Bengen's research. Now, as you can imagine, this rule has its lovers and its haters. I use it as an early indicator. If the amount of additional income you need is less than 4% of your portfolio, then we can start to do a deeper dive. If it's over 4%, we'll need to step back and reconsider our options and our goals. So let's take a look at the numbers first. 
For reference, I used the Monte Carlo feature on PortfolioVisualizer.com, and I selected the 50th, 50th percentile of returns. In other words, the most likely average returns. So $1 million, 60-40 portfolio, $40,000 per year in withdrawals, once again, 4%, over a 30-year retirement, and the traditionals will have approximately $4.6 million as a legacy at end of retirement. Now, this sounds great, and like my dad used to say, it certainly beats a long walk off a short pier, but the problem, in my opinion, is that we're pushing that 4% envelope, and a significant deviation or market shock could throw those results a curveball that would be awfully hard to hit. Additionally, and probably more significantly, is the fact that the study after study has shown that retirees are reluctant to spend if they have to sell. What I mean by that is the traditional approach is completely based on a probability of outcome. It's not guaranteed. If Mr. and Mrs. Traditional want to take a vacation, they're going to have to sell some stocks and bonds to do so, and many retirees, even those with significant assets, don't or won't do that because they don't know what tomorrow is going to bring as far as market returns. They don't know what it's going to bring in one year and five years and 10 years and 20 years. Now, the statistics prove that they're in a pretty good shape, but it's really tough for them to wrap their mind around the fact that they're okay and it's okay to spend money today. But we've seen it over and over again, and it's a shame. Their income is probability-based or put another way, their portfolio is stressed, and as a result, so are they. Even though the odds, once again, are significantly in their favor, the tragedy here is that, especially as we age, we may never get another shot at a life experience, and tomorrow is never guaranteed. So with a probability-based outcome, you have to overcome first the risk of a big market shock if you're getting close to that 4% number, And secondly, you have to overcome the bias and you have to be able to feel comfortable spending money or else you leave some life on the table. So as we move on to our next couple, keep in mind that the traditionals are likely to end up with somewhere around $4.6 million and they will have to overcome the fear of spending in retirement. Now let's meet the stressless family. Just like the traditionals, Mr. and Mrs. Stressless are both 65, have $1 million in savings, and need $40,000 per year to complement Social Security and pension income. Unlike the traditionals, Mr. and Mrs. Stressless have decided to take a different approach and use a strategy known as risk wrapping. In this approach, they're going to use some of their $1 million portfolio and purchase an annuity which will generate guaranteed income for both their life. Excuse me, both their lives. Now here's where it gets fun and a bit confusing, so stick with me. Let's assume that Mr. and Mrs. Stressless set aside $500,000 to purchase a stream of income that, at current rates, would pay them about $33,000 per year in guaranteed income for both of their lives. That means the remaining $500,000 would have to generate an additional $7,000 per year to hit their income target of $40,000. Now, doing some quick math here, we know that $7,000 is about 
1.4% of 500,000, well below Bill Bengen's 4% rule. So right off the bat, Mr. and Mrs. Stressless have not only reduced the stress on their investment portfolio, because once again, they're at 1.4% now, but they've also converted some of their savings into an income that walks and talks and smells a lot like a paycheck. This is important because we know that retirees will spend a paycheck. Back to my earlier comment where they don't want to sell something to buy something. If it's a paycheck, we know that folks have confidence in that. It's repeatable. They get used to it. They know it's going to hit the mailbox every every month. So they'll spend that. The stressless family is much more likely to take that trip, play that round of golf, or take in a Broadway play than the traditionals are because of the security of income. From a lifestyle perspective, at least to me, this is a much, much better outcome. Now, the next question is, what happens to our legacy goals? Remember, both company, excuse me, both couples would like to leave an inheritance if possible. If we get average returns, Mr. and Mrs. Traditional would pass on $4.6 million. But what about the stressless children? What could they expect? Well, to answer this, we're going to have to do a little bit more math. So, with 500000 carved out for guaranteed income, Mr. and Mrs. Stressless have a remaining investment portfolio of 500000 The big difference here is that to meet their income needs, they only need to pull out about 1.4% versus the 4% the traditionals are pulling from their $1 million portfolio. So back to Portfolio Visualizer. 500000 in a 60-40 portfolio with an inflation-adjusted withdrawal rate of $7,000 per year over a 30-year retirement, and you end up with about $4.5 million. Once again, in the 50th percentile. Take a minute to let that sink in. Mr. and Mrs. Stressless enjoyed a mostly guaranteed stream of income, which empowered them to live their retirement vision and were able to pass on about the same amount as their traditionals were. Let me put this another way. A $1 million portfolio with a 4% inflation-adjusted income stream over 30 years, once again, based on the Monte Carlo results, have approximately the same ending balance as a $500,000 portfolio with the same 60-40 allocation, but only 1.4% income stream. The big difference between the approaches is that the latter approach or the stress relief approach imposes much, much less stress on the portfolio and the retirees. But wait, just like they like to say in the infomercials, there's more. With a portion of their income guaranteed and reduced stress on their portfolio, Mr. and Mrs. Stressless are in a position to go a bit more aggressive with their asset allocation. Just tweaking their allocations could have a significant impact on the legacy amount they leave behind. If, for example, they went from a 60-40 portfolio to, let's say, an 80-20 portfolio, their ending balance would be closer to $6 million now. That's an additional million and a half over what the traditionals would be able to leave their kids. If they went to a 90-10, 
the ending balance would be closer to $6.5 or $7 million. Now, that's a sizable increase from the $4.5 million the 60-40 portfolio generated. Now, I can already hear it, Dave. No retiree in their right mind would ever go to an 80-20 or a 90-10 portfolio. The risk and the volatility would just be too great. Well, let's step back and think through this a little bit. Now, most of us would define risk as your exposure to stocks. And unfortunately, like I mentioned in my last episode, too many people in this industry consider bonds a safe investment. But for now, let's just agree that risk is determined by your equity or stock exposure and will will fall in the main camp that bonds are relatively, in air quotes, air quotes safe. Now, the traditionals had $600,000 of their $1 million in stocks, which means their exposure was 60%. Mr. and Mrs. Stressless, on the other hand, assuming a 60-40 investment portfolio, only have a $300,000 of their $1 million exposed to stocks. So their exposure is 30%. So let's go through that one more time. The Stressless family took $500,000 out of their portfolio to generate guaranteed income. That left them a traditional investment portfolio of $500,000. If you look at a 60-40 portfolio, 300 of that is in stocks. So their exposure, once again, on a million dollars total is about 30%. So if we define risk as equity exposure, the stressless family is actually in much better shape. And you could even take it a step further. Even if the stressless family went to a 90-10 investment portfolio, they'd only have a 45% exposure risk if you define risk by exposure to equities. Okay, I apologize for tossing a lot of numbers your way via podcast, but the bottom line here is that there are a number of ways to approach solving for the retirement income puzzle. It's my belief that reducing income risk and lifestyle risk while increasing your potential legacy is hard to beat. To my way of thinking, it all boils down to efficiency. Asking your investment portfolio to both generate income and growth can be inefficient. There are very efficient income vehicles out there, and there are also very efficient growth vehicles. Allocating between these vehicles can have a huge impact on your results. Now, one other thought before I sign off. The stress relief strategy, or at least some form of it, can work for all levels of portfolios. I've seen the concept help those with several hundreds of thousands in savings, and I've also seen it work for those that have several million. A few years ago, we were able to help a client with over $8 million tweak his income and growth strategy and in the process greatly reduce his income stress while setting the table for his heirs to receive multiple millions of dollars more at the end of his retirement. Now, although a lot of us would have a hard time thinking that someone with $8 million had income concerns, but as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, everyone's definition of a successful retirement is different. This strategy was perfect for this individual, and it helped him address his specific set of concerns. All right, that's it. As always, I really appreciate any feedback, good or bad, and would be happy to answer any questions you might have. So just shoot them to me directly at dave at retirementwellcrafted.com. Once again, that's dave 
at retirementwellcrafted.com. Until the next time, I wish you all the best. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. This material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. There is no assurance that the views or strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Always consult with the appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decisions. Any indexes mentioned are unmanaged statistical composites and cannot be invested into directly. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. ONTAP Credit Union and Investment and Retirement Center located at ONTAP Credit Union are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using investment and retirement center located at ONTAP Credit Union and may also be employees of ONTAP Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of ONTAP Credit Union or investment and retirement center located at ONTAP Credit Union. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations, may lose value.